Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Hey, everybody. Welcome into Retirement Elevated. Thanks for tuning into the podcast with Sean Lee and myself as usual. Sean, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Another day, man. Just enjoying it. Starting to warm up. Yeah. uh, So you were just telling me before we started, you're checking out this golf tournament out in uh, Arizona. I'd never heard of it. Pretty cool. Yeah. TPC Scottsdale. It's um, it's probably one of the most fun tournaments to watch. I think. Yeah, the waste management thing, right? That was yeah, called? yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, sixteenth hole is crazy. It's a huge stadium. People are going crazy. Wow, it's nuts. I have to check that out. So yeah, folks, there you go. If you haven't checked that out, do so. If you're a golf fan, and of course, I'm, I'm sure a good portion of our listeners probably are, but that's not why you're here to hear us talk about golf. Of course, we could do that one day, but we won't right now. Uh, what we'll do is we'll get into our topic, uh, talking about does it matter this week on the podcast or this uh, podcast edition, I should say. Uh, some people spend a lot of time, Sean, worrying about items on this list really and we'll so we'll just go through a couple of these and just get your perspective as to do you think it will truly affect somebody's individual financial perspective or is this just more of a kind of collective societal kind of worry all right so i got a couple of big headlines for you we're just going to run through these and tackle them as always folks if you got questions or concerns make sure you always check with a qualified professional before you take action like sean at elevated retirement group 800-599-9895 all right so the election let's start with that one obviously later on this year we're going to have a big you know something going on uh the market has been uh, over the last 10 days or so it's been on a steady decline uh we i think at some point it was 29400 or something like that on the dow and we're around 282 at the time of this taping so, but is that more the presidential things going on, or is that maybe more some of these uh, things going on, like with China and all the sicknesses and things going on? You know, uh, the elections and everything on this list, and we can, if we want to run through all the things on the list and then, then hit them. We can. Uh, or individually, but everything here that, that you sent me is emotions. It's all emotion driven, okay. right? right? So, um, we've got we've got presidential election, we've got trade war with China, we've got social security fund, and then we've got the stock markets the next 12 months, I think, are the are the items on, on the list. And, and And a lot of these are, if you think about it, uh, they're all short-term, emotion, knee-jerk, reactive things. President comes out and says, "Hey, uh, we're gonna tariff China again," and the market corrects 700 points, and then three days later it recovers. Right. Or most recently, the coronavirus. You oh, know, yeah. That coronavirus comes out, and and we we had our first fatality in in the United States. Well, that, that's a media sensationalization, I think. Right. Uh, you know, what was it like? Fifteen thousand people died from the flu last year, and right, right. That, that's no. I'm with, I'm epi- with you. I'm day. with you. I'm just thinking. Right. I'm just asking. Do you think that's kind of the cause of some of that sometimes? Because we get a little panicky, I guess. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. People, we're emotional people. I mean, something scares us, we get knee jerky, and then the markets markets react. But long term fundamentals don't add up to what the knee-jerk reactions are, are doing. Right. And so you look at you know, whatever comes out of the, the impeachment process or 
you know, the left sling mud at the right or the right sling mud sings mud at the left. Like all of that's going to be short term reactionary, but it, it shouldn't have a long term effect on the overall stability of our markets. If you look at the fundamentals. Well, OK, so let me, let's break it into this for just a second. So when it comes to the presidential type of thing, usually if you go back historically and look there, usually the market doesn't have a huge reaction to the election normally. Uh, right. and, and so usually it's, it's the following year after policies get in place and all that kind of thing. But I think some could argue that obviously we're in very weird times <laughs> right now when it comes to that. And so there's a lot of kind of speculation or curiosity that if uh, the opposite side, for example, wins and goes into uh, into power coming in, in in November, that we could see some big changes in the market just due to possible tax, you know, um, repeal of the tax laws or things of that nature. Well, we, we know for certain that the... Tax law will be what it is till 2025. Okay. So we, right. we, we know that. Um, that was put into law. We know we have a really good idea, and we've talked about this in, in the past with what the SECURE Act is going to bring. But, but realistically, until we get rid of the stalemate that's in, in Congress and in the House, right. uh, not a whole lot of things are going to change. You know, you see the that's House pass point. things yeah. and the Senate kills it or vice versa. And that may be exactly what happens come this new election as well. <laughs> so we, we may be sitting at another four years worth of doing a whole lot of nothing. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's entirely possible. Okay. So uh, does that matter? Yeah. I mean, and, and depending on how you want to look at it, does it matter about the election? Sure. Go do your part. That's part of what happens as an American. You know, do your uh, civic duty and all those things. Do what you feel is best in that regard but at the same time when it comes to the financial perspective having that plan in place or trying to put some strategies in place to hopefully because some people say well if whatever happens with this election it could really alter my financial plans well think about it if you're just going into retirement is this going to be the only election you experience in retirement no it's going to be like 30 years worth of them hopefully right right? so right if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, so, we, we, hope, we hope we hope this isn't the last election for some of us. Yeah, exactly. So therefore, having that plan in place to kind of weather that storm uh, is certainly going to be a, a, you know, a key factor. Okay, so like you said, we could go through these one by one. We should just kind of toss them out there. Um, let's talk about the health insurance marketplace. Just the fact that, like I was look, chatting to somebody the other day, and they were like, you know, Cobra is no longer the worst option. How, how weird is things... When Cobra, which what used to be incredibly expensive, is no longer the worst option. <laughs> I know, right? It's the health insurance marketplace is weird, and I'll, I'll tell you, there's so many things out there when it comes to subsidies and the reduction of costs and adjusted gross income versus mm. what what income actually counts. Uh, you get a lot of conflicting information now. Cobra's, we're seeing a lot of families that are either getting severance packages or retiring early or whatever it may be uh, going on Cobra because they understand the benefits that they're getting. Right. You know, they're comfortable with them. And the cost isn't that much different than the open marketplace right now. No, very true. Yeah. And it's interesting because there's so many, and we've, we've been getting emails over, I don't know, the last several months. And a lot of times every, every so often we get one where someone's asking about retiring early. And usually that winds up being one of the big questions and sticking points is if you're pulling the trigger on retirement before 65, what do you have in plan uh, in place for the healthcare aspect? Right. And right. if it's Cobra, and sometimes, I mean, initially they used to be, well, you'd say Cobra and you'd go, oh, God, that's going to be really expensive. So what do we do about in that interim? Are we basically trying to make sure we can self-fund whatever insurance needs we need? Let's say if we retired at 60 versus 65. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of 
high deductible HSA options being used if if that's available. Uh, you know, you can dump a ton of money into the HSA, uh, let it continue to defer out, and then if you've got that gap of time uh, before you turn 65, uh, you can use the HSA account to pay your premiums. Yeah, and, okay. and so we're we're seeing that yeah deductible is a little bit higher short term there could be some issues but it's allowing people to to get money into a, a tax deferred tax free status to pay down their health costs when when they retire. Okay, uh, let's do at least one more here before we go on some yeah. of this kind of stuff here. When it doesn't matter because we kind of touched on the China thing. Uh, obviously, we saw pieces of uh, the trade agreement kind of going into effect, but then now this whole you know this whole virus thing is I think kind of put all that on the back burner because everyone's focused. My wife actually works quite a lot. Uh, the company she works for, she her territory actually is China. She goes there quite often. Obviously, they've banned all you know her company shut down all travel to there for right now, so on and so forth. And so I'm sure that does have some bearing on the markets as well as it does on the impending or you know the next steps of the trade thing so we'll hold off on that i'm sure we'll revisit that another day uh what about the social security aspect where you know there was announcement the other day about i I guess it gained a year back or something like that of the funding from 2033 to 34 or something right yeah I, i mean social security that's the most marketed topic that's out there if you hear it on the radio, you hear it on you know, dinner seminars and things like that, come maximize your social security, learn the pitfalls of social security. Right. You know, you look at the financial marketing versus financial science and all that's financial marketing. Okay. But if you look at the financial science and then historically what's happened with social security, it doesn't take huge tweaks in social security to prolong benefits and if congress oh, does no, what I they agree, yeah. usually do what it's you know they kick it'll be the, the can last, down the it'll road it'll be the last second yeah they gotta wait yeah. for the they gotta wait for the uh, the dumpster to be completely on fire right yeah. right and, and then we're gonna kick the can down the road 50 years and let the next wave of politicians deal with it and and so i don't look at social security I, i'm not overly concerned that the government's you know, not going to make adjustments. I, I, what I personally think is that they'll, they'll adjust up the income earnings limits. You know, from the one thirty-seven and change or whatever it is, to closer to one fifty, one sixty. And I see them changing the the inflationary index that they use. But you know, let's be honest. Social Security, when it was originally enacted, you could take it at sixty-two early retirement that's never changed so the age band needs to change and we're starting to see that slowly move with the secure act you know i was thinking the same thing i was thinking that's kind of like maybe a precursor moving from 70 and a half on rmds to 72 to maybe a little later on and they probably should right say okay no more 62 early withdrawal for social security right make everybody 65 and above or something like that yeah at least at least for my generation i'm i'm 39 all right i'm 48 okay you know, we we're looking at life expectancy of around eighty to eighty-two. Yeah, that means that if you take Social Security out at sixty-two, you're getting twenty years of benefits. Yeah, I don't know that that's not how Social Security was originally enacted. It wasn't there to be somebody's <laughs> no, full you only, retirement. You only live for like two years. <laughs> Right. Usually. Actually, I think initially you died before you actually could take it. If I was, I think yeah. that was, yeah. I think they did it at 65 and life expectancy was 62 or something. Yeah, no, I think that's probably a good point. And, and I'm with you. I think it's something simple, as simple as, and I know maybe some people out there listening say, well, it's not that simple. But for most of our audience, I think 
those folks are going to be fine. We're all sort of quote unquote grandfathered into that. I think for like you said, people like myself and you under the age of 50, there's probably going to be a change there. And it's just as simple as in my opinion, anyway, at least my thoughts is as simple as saying, you know, okay, anybody who's 50 and under, you know, you can't retire until at least 65. You remove that three year early window. And I've read some statistics and some numbers that that could fund it for another like 100 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of things to do out there. But I think a lot of times, it, like you said, I think it's a marketable conversation piece and certainly a political conversation piece. So, right. It'll constantly stay there. So, but again, if you're worried about it, if you've got questions on how Social Security plays a role, maybe the bigger question for a lot of our listening audience, Sean, is just. How is it playing a role in your financial plans for retirement? Because sometimes people look at Social Security as an act like it's over there. It's like, okay, I have a collection of all this stuff for retirement. Oh, yeah, and Social Security. And it really should be incorporated in and be like a whole plan together, right? All of those pieces. Yeah, I mean, look at Social Security as another fixed income source. I mean, that's what it is. I get it's a social benefit, but many retirees will have put into Social Security for 30, 40, 50 years. So why not leverage the government's money inside of your plan the most efficient way possible to keep more of your own money? Because if, if you're pushing out Social Security and you're retired, you need to get income from somewhere. I would rather have you leverage the government then use your pot and for the simple fact that once your money's gone, it's gone. Right. You, it's not like you can call Social Security and be like, uh, my hot water heater <laughs> went out. I more? need some. Yeah. <laughs> Will you send me a, an advance? Yeah. You know, it doesn't happen. Yeah, absolutely. All right, folks. So that's going to do it this week on Retirement Elevated. Hopefully you enjoy the podcast. We know we don't always come in with X's and O's or numbers. Sometimes we're just having a conversation about things that are going on in the world and then bringing it back so how it can relate to uh, what Sean and the team does at Elevated Retirement Group. So again, subscribe to the podcast on any of the platforms out there that you might choose to get your information from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google, uh, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, iHeart, so on and so forth. And as always, you can check them out on the website at elevatemyretirement.com. That's elevatemyretirement.com. You can find the podcast there as well. And make sure you subscribe. We'd certainly appreciate it. And we'll see you next time. Sean, thanks for your time, buddy. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. We'll catch you next time here on Retirement Elevated, 800-599-9895. If you have immediate questions and you need to reach out to Sean and the team, that's the number to call. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor.